Joining us in the studio, we normally have him on the phone, but what a treat. We get him in the studio. He's brought all kinds of stuff with him. Uh, we're t- uh, we've got Andrew Major here from Georgian Bay Life, uh, Wildlife. Andrew, great to have you in the studio. Thanks, John. Good morning. Uh, Andrew, you uh, are such an inquisitive guy when it comes to wildlife. Uh, tell me how you got your start to I- in the wildlife business. <laughs> uh, outside of... Um Spending life at the ponds at yeah, home. Growing up on the pond. Yeah, growing the, the ponds, same frog. And, yeah, same frog, <laughs> same salamander. It uh, never gets tired, though. Um, after I did my uh, gig at the universities, I went back and did fish and wildlife. So you, you studied, like, history. History, Roman history, <laughs> okay. exact, and then did okay. a master's paper on the same topic, actually. Um, so no endless uh, talk about that. And then I did fish and wildlife at Sir Samuel Fleming. And fantastic program. I did the two-year, but I did courses on the side to pick up some of the third-year courses. And among some of the jobs associated with this, you've been off into all different parts of Canada just sitting there for hours. Uh, oh, it's fantastic. You can go all the way to northern Ontario. I've been to Alberta a mm. few times. Um, the jobs are everywhere, but you've got to be able to go there and spend right. time doing it. A little tougher when you have a family to do that. Mm-hmm. Now you do. You have a young one at home. And, yeah. Uh, uh, and you've managed to to turn your passion for, for wildlife and, and, and showing people wildlife and teaching about wildlife into a great business, Georgian Bay Wildlife. You take families, groups on excursions to come up close and personal with stuff that they might just pass by. Absolutely. Now, they get a little exercise, but <laughs> the cool thing is they get educated. Yeah. And they get to see some of our wildlife we have around here. Um, a lot of folks that take out are from different countries, and they don't really know what Canadian wildlife is. Right. And what we have today is something even no one around here would think about, to be honest well, with you. <laughs> I was just going to say, you know, if you can look at a whole series of uh, some of the blog posts that we've put up, um, some of the things that you've shared with us, uh, you know, you say, but people from other countries don't know what we have. We don't even know what we have. I'm learning so much from you just about what's here and around our corner in our community. And that's what we focus on oh, absolutely. in our wildlife experts with you. And we've, uh, we're going to talk today about the golden rod gall fly and gall, <laughs> which means nothing to me. <laughs> you might as well speak Roman history. Well, <laughs> we could start in Latin if you want. Okay, let's start with the Latin. <laughs> Eurosta solida genus? Yes, you got it. And solida right. genus is just the golden rod uh, okay. genus name. Okay. And uh, so this is a, uh, the, the, the interesting about the, the gall fly, the goldenrod gall fly, and it's called this because this fly um, uh, nests its young in a thing called a gall. Yes. Explain what that is. Okay, so what happens is that these tiny little flies, and they're very, very, very small, about five millimeters, um, they hatch in the spring. So this is where we kind of start our life cycles in the springtime, right. uh, maybe April and June, in between there. And they mate, and the females will hatch, lay their eggs on the tip of a goldenrod shoot. So the goldenrod has to be growing at that point. If it's not growing, they can't lay eggs, and right. so the life cycle ends. So the goldenrod's growing, lay the eggs on the tip, after about a week or so, they'll start bearing inside of the stem of the goldenrod. And the, then the goldenrod will react to the biting and the chewing and the saliva of the larva of the larva and create this gall. A gall is just a bulbous, spherous, um, um, like, like almost the size of a golf ball. So when you're looking at a goldenrod and you see that big bulbous that's exactly bit. what it is. That's Sometimes the there's two or three on the on one stem. Yeah, uh, that's not that's not the plant itself. That's the plant reacting to the larva. It's reacting to the larva, so it creates like a tissue around it and it creates like a little home protective barrier, um, eating habitat for that little larva. It always tricks the plant, and the plant's kind of protecting itself, and it's and protecting, protecting the larva because the larva. that way the larvae 
could spend the entire winter. Exactly. It's got a food source. Yep. It's got shelter, yep. and it's good to go until spring. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's a beautiful little um, um, connection between the plant and the insect. Um, you've brought some examples to show us. Sadly, this is radio, but we did post some of these pictures uh, up on our website. Just go to the Talk of the Town page. You'll see what we're talking about. Uh, it is magnificent. You brought different versions of how, um, you know, you see it in the small estate and then it grows a little bit bigger and yep. you see that the inside of the, the gall or that little bulbous bit's been eaten out. Yep. Yeah. And then it just kind of escapes from there and then yeah. starts the whole process again. Yeah, it's fascinating because... Um, Come about September, it's gone through a couple stages of its uh, molt, and now it's in the larva. So it's like a fat, little, chunky, nutritious little grub. And what they do right before the starts freezing, so right about now, you'll see them bury a little tunnel towards the surface of the gull. It doesn't break the tunnel, doesn't break out the surface, just but it gets it. a path. That's right, and that's for the adult fly to in the springtime to use that little tunnel and bust out. It's really cheeky. <laughs> so the grub goes back inside, and then when it goes sub-zero, yep. it triggers this glycerol um, induction. From the plant. In itself, in the, in the insect. Oh, in the insect, okay. Yeah, so then it freezes. So all, ah. so the cells inside the little larvae will kind of stay liquid, yep. but the whole animal itself will freeze. And that's why how it protects itself. Now, the gall is great for protection, but it just can't protect against the minuses. The cold, right. Yeah, and we get some cold weather here. And so it will freeze for eight months, nine months of the year. It will stay frozen in that little gall. And then the springtime comes, fly goes in on pupate. So it pupates into a fly, mm-hmm. fly goes out, busts open the little entranceway to like a, a, ex- like a bird gets. coming out of an egg. Yeah, that's exactly what it does. It puts liquids in its head and bursts out like a balloon, and then it escapes and it's gone. And now this uh, gall fly is an amazing food source for, for birds and other wildlife. That's right. Now, in the summertime, the size of the gall matters too. If you have a small little gall, insects like wasps can lay eggs in on it. They can uh-huh. bust through that little, through the um, gall little itself thing. and lay eggs on the larvae, and, the, and those wasp eggs will eat it. In the wintertime, large ones become are easy to find, and birds like the black-capped chickadee or the downy woodpecker will find these and just bury a hole in it and grab the grub. It shows you the interconnectedness of wildlife because yeah. you pass by a field of, of goldenrod. You, you could think well, nothing no. of building a building there and no. say, yeah, just, it's just it's just a goldenrod. There's lots of it. We're not, it's not an endangered species. Yeah. But you remove the, that much of the uh, goldenrod, there goes the opportunity for the gall flies to, 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 to carry to on carry life on. cycle. And then there's nothing. for. So you're really, when you get rid of your, your goldenrod, you're getting rid of your birds. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly it. Now, golden, this goldenrod, does, it's, very, um, it's a very good growing plant. It grows everywhere. But it doesn't take much to pick up a goldenrod and swath them and take them right out of the picture completely. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so fascinating. If you want to learn more and lots more, there's a fantastic article on our website at thepeakfm.com. We're looking forward to that. And if folks want to get in touch with you to talk about the goldenrod golf fly or any of our wonderful local wildlife, where should they go? To the website, to georgiamaywildlife.com. Fantastic. Andrew Major, thank you for joining us. Awesome. Thank you so much, John.